Superstitious, but I am a little stitious. Barons win! Barons win! Cody Jansen stopped 92 out of 95 shots, including a penalty shot in overtime. Somehow he still only wound up the third star of the game. You like that? Jansen has a heart. You're smoking crack! Okay, there we go. Hot start. Hot start. We'll get it rolling now. I don't even know. I just had to reset the board. Not a tech guy here. We'll blame the producer of the show. It's World Hockey Report. What is going on? Battle of Alberta last night. That was absolutely buzzing. Flames come out flying. We'll recap that whole game. 9-6. Calgary thrashes Edmonton. But at one point in time, I thought we were getting the game. And yeah, I even did live bet the Edmonton Oilers. I thought they had that good of a chance at coming back. There was still hope. There was still hope. And then Miko Koskinen couldn't get a save to save his life. So that's a big issue for the Oilers going forward. And if you got a thought on the game, you can join the conversation right now. If you're on YouTube, watch it on the Hockey Podcast Network. Of course, hammer that subscribe button. You can join the conversation anytime. If you're watching on 12 Ounce Sports, hop on Facebook like Glenn's doing. The City Life Project's up on YouTube. What's going on? Go subscribe to the City Life Project. Awesome content there. Told you Edmonton was straight jokes. Well, City Life Project, yeah, it was a bad start for him. It was a really bad start for him. Like, I don't know. We can't really make that many excuses. But they did come back. They were down by four goals twice, and they tied at 6-6 for a little bit. You know? They were in the heat of the battle. So, I, I don't know. Like, could, could game two, could we see a completely different game? I really wouldn't be that shocked. If we saw a 2-1 hockey game, we'd be like, well, I guess it's Daryl Sutter kind of just locking it down. <laughs> Love the plaid today. They look very Vancouver Island. Hey, not Vancouver Island at all. We're coming to you live from the Pro Rock Broadcast Studios, live in Edmonton, Alberta. What's going on? The home of Ice Wars on Saturday. Yeah, this is the best province to be in if you like hockey. And I'm not talking about toe drags and, you know, fancy moves hockey. I'm talking old school. I'm talking Chuck and Nucks finishing hits. You soft Oilers fans who don't think Pooley Yarvey should be laying hits on the plays. This ain't for you then. This province isn't for you. The Battle of Alberta isn't for you. Just step aside and hit the road. Because Ice Wars on Saturday... Yeah, it's going to be electric. AJ Galante's got this thing buzzing. We're going to talk with former Flyer legend. Well, maybe not a legend, but he played there for a hell of a long time. Chris Terrian's going to come on the show at 1240. And then Steve Lansky. Everyone knows him from Big Mouth Sports, former Hockey Night in Canada guy. Were those great baby blue blazers? But come on, Steve Lansky's the man when it comes to breaking down new age media. And uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Uh, City Life says he's a legend. I don't know if that's for Lansky or Tarion, but uh, both kind of are. I mean, wow, he played like 10 plus seasons, 12 seasons in the NHL. Maybe the lockout kind of, uh, yeah, put a stunt to it. Caffinity. Caffinity? Is that how you pronounce it? I don't even know. That's a wild name. The score was insane yesterday. No, you missed it. 
Caffinetti, you can't be missing the Battle of Alberta. That's rule number one as a hockey fan. You can't be missing. The Battle of Alberta is must-watch TV all the time. Both, yeah, I agree, City Life Project. They're both legends. I think Markstrom's going to be better in game two from City Life. I agree, but it's hard to be worse, right? So, yeah, that's, uh, the flu sucks. The flu sucks. Beer Sports, whatever podcast, good show. We appreciate you. Go subscribe to the Beer Sports, whatever podcast as well. I, I mean, the flu is brutal. But again, uh, Pedialyte. That'll save you. Pedialyte, watch the Battle of Alberta because game two is going to be absolutely electric as well. Glenn's in the chat. Hey, I didn't forget about your message, but you sent me a storybook again. We got to get a character limit on this bad boy. Glenn loves sending stories. Glenn, we love you on the show, but that's a lot to go to. So I'm going to try and hit it out of the park piece by piece. That game was wild last night, Matt. I hope it goes all seven games between Edmonton and Calgary injected into my veins. I fully agree with that. I hope it goes seven. We deserve seven. We 100% deserve seven. I think Mike Smith should start in game two over Miko Koskinen. Yeah, he should. It's a bad game. He's still their starter. No reason he can't back bounce back. By the way, I hate how the Pittsburgh Penguins fans and media think that Gerard Gallant didn't deserve to be Jack Adams' finalist. I disagree with them. Credit to the New York Rangers. Glenn, maybe you and Ked are becoming friends here. Should we uh, talk about uh, Glenn and Ked becoming back to friends? I don't know. Glenn, Gerard Gallant fan, New York Rangers fan, going wild. Glenn is a Terry Ryan burner. <laughs> Man, I, I would agree with that city life. I, I Maybe it is. Like, it's stories for days, and Glenn, I love it, but we got to keep the questions to, like, 15 words or less. Soda Pod, why is Cody dressed up like Isha? Is this a Canadian thing? Hey, guys, this is as comfy as it gets. I don't know where I got it. I don't know how old it is, but I'm telling you, we got to get custom world hockey report ones made up. That would be sexy. I don't know. It'd probably be expensive though. But again, I don't know. It's comfy. We're hanging out. We're chilling. It's a Thursday. It's, you know, a Friday Eve. We're buzzing. Flames absolutely slapped the Edmonton Oilers 9-6. Again, I, I would love to see the Oilers or the Flames move on because it means Canada's going to have a team in the Western Conference final. But end of the day, what I'm cheering for before any of that is good damn hockey. And that's exactly what we got. Like 15 goals. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? 15 goals in game one? Like it was better hockey than every single series combined. When's the last series you've seen teams with this much offensive firepower? Is it Ovechkin and Crosby back in? Oh, I'm losing it. I'm losing it. Oh, nine. When was that epic? Someone in the chat right now. Someone in the chat right now. I'll check you a plus one. When was that epic Crosby Ovechkin series that those guys were both getting hat tricks? They were going back to back. Like McDavid has a four point night, Dreisaitl with three points. I mean, the Flames were just ridiculous in general as well. Coleman had a couple of goals. Gaudreau had three assists. Mangiapane, three points. Kachuk, the hat trick. Snap back for days. Let's go. Shout out City Life Project. Hey, if you hammer in the donation, uh, yeah, we love you extra. And that's why we love the City Life Project. Go download or go subscribe to their YouTube. They got some great vlogs going up there. Glenn, 2009. There it is, Glenn. Plus one for you. Plus one for you, Glenn. 
That's what we like. Quick research in the chat. Glenn, plus one, Caps, Pens, 09, Crosby, Ovechkin. That's that's Gaudreau and, and uh, McDavid right now. And you can't tell me Johnny Gaudreau isn't a superstar. Connor McDavid had four goal or four points. He had a fantastic game, and it gets buried because because Matthew Kachuk had a hat trick, and Johnny Gaudreau had points. And the Flames put everything behind Mike Smith in the first six minutes of the game. Two in the first minute, the sea of red was buzzing. It was loud in there. One sub away from 100. Thanks, buddy, for the shout out. If you don't go subscribe to the City Life Project. Not right now. Six minutes. Six minutes. And you better get your ass to the City Life Project and go subscribe. Telling you. If you don't, if they're not at 100 by the end of the show, I'll never do World Hockey Report again. That's, that's the rule right there. We're putting everything on the line. So if you are watching right now, go to the City Life Project and you better be subscribing. Johnny over Leon, love Gaudreau. That's an interesting one, but it's hard to really judge because, you know, Gaudreau's healthy. Leon's hurt. So, you know, how fair is it really? How fair is it really to be, you know, running down running down our boy Leon when he's playing on one leg right now. I, I I love what Leon brings, and he scored a sick goal. Preference is style. I like that. What's your thoughts? And everyone, join the conversation as well. We're free-flowing here for the first five minutes. I, I, I got clips ready to play. I ain't touching them. This is a join the conversation because you guys are buzzing after two games of round two. Is Matthew Kachuk back? Is Matthew Kachuk, is this the series that sets him off? Is this the series that sets off Matthew Kachuk? Because I feel like the Oilers are just a perfect opponent for him, and he's going. I don't know. I like seeing Lucic at the end take a couple of shots at McLeod, and everyone all crying about it. Oh, what did McLeod do to him? Shut up. It's playoffs. I want to see more slashes. I want to see more big body checks. Like Lucic running over McDavid, and I think it was Barry earlier in the shift. Inject that into my veins. Inject that into my veins. Because that reminded me of Milan Lucic in juniors. Running around in the Mem Cup like an absolute animal. Throwing bodies around. City Life Project. Honestly, his family being there is giving him an extra gear. Is that what's it? You might have just hit the nail on the head there, City Life Project. It honestly could be. It could be. His family being there. Brady's chugging three beers at a time. Shout out Tyler Cash for the photo. Like, he's gassing beers. His dad doesn't want to throw his hat. I I mean, it's... That family. And they're sitting right in the crowd, too. Like, holy, how many sheets do you think Keith made in his career? Like, just buy a booth or suite, whatever. I don't know if you can get that. But they're sitting right in the thick of it. They're taking 75 selfies a game. I give them a a lot of credit. Keith is such a beauty. Brady and his sister were buzzing. That's an electric family. There's one hockey family. You'd love to stay at their house for a weekend. It's definitely the Kachucks. Adam Panillo, maybe I, I just old. This is not the battle. 
Adam, I, I don't know. Battle goals for Adam. Adam, what's what's your you know, what's your ideal matchup then? Because this is a battle. You got Matthew Kachuk calling a Vander Kane poor. A Vander Kane was screaming for four minutes in the penalty box at those guys. Like I love that. You got Cassian trying to jump guys at the end of the game. Lucic is swinging his stick around like he's a lumberjack. Shout out to the plaid. Not a big deal. I, I mean, I don't know. I love it. Battle of Alberta is perfect. Adam, what's your perfect battle then? It's not the Battle of Florida. Game one sucked. Maybe we need a second NHL team in Arizona. We could have one in Glendale and one in Scottsdale. I'll have the Battle of Arizona. No, that's probably not a great idea. And I know hockey fans will absolutely hate that I just suggested it. But Arizona, one of the best states out there. I, I know it sucks. I know it's a joke. They got to play at a college rink. I know there's nothing good coming from that other than we really hope they get a rink in Tempe or Scottsdale. But Battle of Arizona, it's got a good ring to it. Maybe more teams will help draw some fans. Okay, we got to step aside, though. This has been a fun uh, opening segment. When we come back, we're going to talk to Steve Lansky from Big Mouth Sports. I love talking about the TV side of things. The broadcasters, the media, the production, ESPN. You can hear Gras screaming that it's a goal 10 seconds before Matthew Kachuk's even on a breakaway. Like, I, I really want to go over the broadcast side. Because I got some things to get off my chest. And I know Steve does as well. We're coming back after the break. It's World Hockey Airport. We are live on the Hockey Podcast Network and 12 Ounce Sports. Get ready to win with Billy's Smelling Salts. Billy's Smelling Salts are for gamers, athletes, and competitors alike who want to get in the zone. Us at World Hockey Report teamed up with Billy's, and if you use the promo code WHR when checking out, you'll save yourself some money. The highest quality smelling salts in the game and at the best price point if you use the promo code WHR on Billy's. Billy's Smelling Salts. Get ready to win. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. 
Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. It's Stanley Cup playoff time in the NHL. And if you want to save some money on your next ticket purchase, sign up for SeatGeek and use promo code WHR when checking out. It's that simple on SeatGeek. When you use promo code WHR on your first purchase, you'll save What we do here is go back, 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 back. It's World Hockey Report. Cody Jansen coming to you live from the Pro Rock Broadcast Studios. Oh boy, the Battle of Alberta has the chat buzzing. Buzzing right now. How are the owners allowing this Arizona shit to happen? The end of the game was the Battle of Alberta. I remember. That's what I want more of. Great show, buddy. Who's this? Johnny Canuck or Janner? Well, hey, the plaid, I thought it was a good look. I thought I'd wear red for the Flames because they did pick up a win in game one, nine, six, the final. But we're going to slide over to the media side of things with one of my favorite guests to talk about that with. It's Steve Lansky from Big Mouth Sports. You saw him rocking a baby blue blazer back in the day at Hockey Night in Canada. And, and Steve, where I want to lead off is where I was, you know, seeing a lot of stuff on social media and heard it on podcasts and shows this morning was ESPN's broadcast in Calgary last night. Butchergrass was calling goals, you know, five seconds before Matthew Kachuk scored on the breakaway. Like he's barely at the blue line. How does the audio sync get that far off? And how have they not worked out these kinks before round two of the Western Conference semifinal? <laughs> Cody, those are great questions, man. Uh, let me see if I get, I'll give the, sh- the best clearest shortest answer i can so every single game there are people whose only job is to work the routing of the audio and the video from the site to air so if it's an espn point it's going to come through bristol connecticut now the question is how does the video get there and how does the audio get there so it it changes every single game depending on what routing is available and what routing is available for the audio, what routing is available for the video. And every time video gets routed somewhere. So let's say, let's say it's a TNT game. So it's got to go back through Atlanta, but if the feed goes to Minneapolis and then it goes to Atlanta and then every time the feed goes somewhere, it's about a second's worth of delay. So if you have a five second delay between your play by play guy And what you're actually seeing picture wise, the video and audio have been routed differently and basically picture the Keystone cops somewhere running around trying to fix it and not being able to fix it. But the the short answer is the routing is different for every game. So the permutations and combinations that you might have to solve would be different for every game. And you don't always have the A team at the solving end of that is the best way I can put it. Well, that does make sense. And I know from my experience as well, and even in the NLL this year, we were doing ESPN stuff. And before every game, pretty much, 
we had to sort out the delay because it was being, you know, produced remotely and all that. It's just wild to me that it can be that far off. Like it wasn't even close, Steve. Watching back to some of those highlights, it's a good laugh. But uh, oh, I missed this comment too. It's from James Sorensen. Was this a highest the highest scoring game in the playoffs? No, but that was the highest scoring game since 1993, and it was the Flames and LA Kings actually back in '93. That was the last 15 goal game in the playoffs. Steve, I put out my and I know you said you loved it, but be real with me right now. The three major carriers, Sportsnet, TNT, ESPN right now for the NHL. My perfect setup promo videos, it's Sportsnet and CBC. In game, I like ESPN, despite the delay that we just ripped on for the first couple of minutes here. And if intermission stuff, TNT knocks it out of the park, in my opinion. What are yours? You know what? I, I do. I did love it when you tweeted it because I, I and I, oh, I don't randomly click the heart when I see a tweet and I go, oh, I'm going to like that. I read it. I process it. And I thought, you know, I think that's actually valid because I think most of hockey nights teases and cold opens are not too bad. I loved what they did last night for the Flames Oilers game where they just salted in stuff from the past, but they didn't really make it too blatant. And it was, uh, I thought it was pretty cool what they did. So I thought that was a good example. I do like their music openings, but when you look at, let's say TNT's intermission, it just depends on what tack the executive producers want to take with their shows. Do they put priority on those studio shows? Do they put priority on what's happening at the rink? It just varies from broadcast to broadcast. And I think the bottom line is, you know, based on your tweet, it kind of proves that nobody gets everything. So what are you focusing on? What do you want to make as a, as a focal point of your broadcast? And I think TNT's done a great job with their studio. I think they really focus hard on that. And obviously ESPN focuses on their truck production. So I think if it's not all the same broadcaster, I think that makes sense because the focus varies from group to group. And if you got a question for Steve, you can join the conversation right now on 12 ounce sports hockey podcast network and Zingo TV. I, I and we're going to go right off the cuff here, Steve, I'm putting you on the spot. I need you to hand out some awards for me. Who's your top <laughs> play by play announcer in the NHL for 2021, 2022. Oh my God. Like radio and TV and everything. Yeah, just just anything. Just uh, who's the one person who stood out to you? And you can look back and say, damn, they had a good year. I was impressed by them. Holy cow. Um, Not everybody's going to agree with this, but I don't ever watch Jack Michaels and not like what Jack Michaels does. I know people say he talks a lot, but I love his vocabulary. He reminds me of Danny Gallivan so much. Danny Gallivan's charm was his vocabulary. I think if Jack was sitting beside an analyst who could give him anything, I think he'd, he'd be even better. But if you said to me, you're getting Jack Michaels for 82, I would be just fine with that. Well, I've got another question then that stirs off from that before we get to other awards, but the, the chat's going off right now. Bias. Everyone knows I'm up by Edmonton, and so they think you're playing <laughs> to the Edmonton crowd too, Steve. Uh, DRL says, hi. Nice score last night. John Shorthouse, that's an answer getting thrown around there as well. Give me your thoughts on the reasoning that Sportsnet chose to go with Hard Ryan Singh with the Edmonton series instead of Jack Michaels when they allowed Rick Ball to call the Calgary series, who does the regional games. 
You know what? Um, as a guest on a show, I at some point <laughs> will reserve will reserve the right to tap dance around a question. I don't use it much. This could be the third time in the history of my life, but I may use it here. Okay. There are there are when when broadcasters are assigned to series, there is a variety of reasons why they would be assigned, and it's rarely one reason, and it's rarely the simplest reason. So you may want to give a broadcaster uh, a more high-profile series than they've done before because you want to see if they can improve. Now, you have to be careful about doing that in the playoffs, but all these types of things happen. Um, You discuss... Does this guy deserve this series? Would he be a good fit in this series? Um, and, and now this is this is the part about this that I hate. Um, a lot of it is favoritism from executives. So this guy likes this guy. He's going to get this job. Now, I guess that happens in every business, but in performance businesses, like, you know, broadcasting or, you know, dancing, singing, orchestra, it really, I think, should be more based on ability and talent, and it wrenches my gut sometimes that it's not, and that's, that's maybe the best tap dance I can, I can do on that, that's, that's about all I can give you today, my friend. Hey, there, there was a lot of ammunition in there, and I like it, I, I, it's honest, <laughs> I, I fully agree, I, I think there definitely is bias that goes, and, it, and it's kind of obvious, but I give Jack a lot of credit as well, though, because that guy's bouncing back between TV and radio. And this is my first year kind of bouncing back between TV and radio. And that's not easy when you it's it's two totally different styles. So I give Jack a lot of credit for what he did this year. You and me both. That is really, really hard to do. And, and, and if nothing else, other than when you're doing radio, nobody's talking in your ear. When you're doing television, sometimes the guys in your ear never shut up. Those damn producers. Yeah, those damn producers. They are the worst, aren't they, Cody? (laughs) So, I mean, that alone, on radio, you're producing your own show. You're deciding where you're going to go and what you're going to do with, you know, if it's Jack and Bob Stauffer on radio, you're making that decision. On television, you're making zero decisions. And that is really Hard to do. And I, like I said, I'm not going to say anything bad about Jack because I really like the job he does and the effort he puts into it. That's a big deal to me as a viewer. Now, I, I got to ask for one more award. But since you mentioned producers, I got a 30-second story. because So I, I was filling in for a game. It was on ESPN Plus in the States. New producer, never had worked with them before. And, and you know, going to commercials, right, they're going to count you down. Usually you get five seconds or ten seconds. Well, this guy <laughs> thought 30 seconds was acceptable. And so he's counting me down 30, 29, 28. And oh, it was just the worst exit you've ever heard going to commercial break. But I had a good laugh about it after the fact that I'm like, yeah, 10 seconds is fine. I don't need 30, Mr. Producer, but that's... Uh, did, I, did you tell him that? Oh, yeah. No, 100%. But it oh, was good. just it was just like live on the fly. I'm just... Uh, I'm like, is this guy actually counting down from 30 for him? <laughs> it, was, it, it was funny. It, it probably... See, guy, guys at home never see that stuff, right? No, I know. That's all behind the scenes. Steve, I got to ask, though, because with so many new analysts coming on scene, some different intermissions, some different people between the bench... Who's your award for top analysts this past season in the NHL? Well, if we're talking analysts in the booth or analysts in the studio, those are two different things. Okay, okay, well, okay well, let's go with in the booth then first and then studio. Uh, I'm, 
I'm never going to say anything against Mike Johnson. Yeah, now, great. I, I, I just, Mike Johnson to me thinks so fast and he thinks with so much clarity and I don't know how he does it, but he decides in a split second what information he's going to disseminate in the fewest words possible. Now, to me, Ray Ferraro does roughly the same thing, but Ray gets more emotional, which also works for me. I, I, it's funny. I, I, I tweeted about a, an analyst the other day. I can't remember who it was, who the analyst was. And somebody tweeted me back and said, but what does he know? How do we know what his knowledge level is? And I thought for a minute and I thought, you know what? In a lot of ways, that doesn't matter. What matters is he's going to entertain me. He's going to engage me. He's going to get me to think. And he's probably going to teach me a few things. It's not all about imparting knowledge every time you talk. Harry Neal did not impart knowledge every time he talked. Sometimes he just told a joke to Bob Cole. Sometimes he'd just tell a funny story. It's all about variety and not giving me the same thing over and over and over. Johnny does that perfectly to me. Ray Ferraro does that really well. Those two guys would be right at the top of my list. And for studio, who is it? I love Kevin Bieksa. I'm never going to say anything bad about Kevin Bieksa. I think Kevin is, I don't love the guidance Kevin is getting. I can see him getting it. I can see the edges of him being ground down and not in a good way. I think everybody needs an edge and a, a kind of a way that you talk and a way that you disseminate information. And I can see him being told off camera, you know, I didn't like when you said that. I didn't like when you pointed that out. And, you know, Kevin probably wouldn't know enough to say tough. That's what you're getting. Uh, and, and the American broadcasts, I think, have come a long way. You know, Gretzky, Paul Bissonnette, those guys, I think they've come a long way in a short time and, and are giving us better television than we've ever seen in that sense from an American network. So okay, okay, give me give me a big name though. Like has Gretzky impressed you too? This doesn't have to be your award for top, but like just a big name, like Tockett, Gretzky, Chelios. I don't, I'm trying to think it, of who the other ones are. Even it, it, you know what, Cody? It, any of those guys, and and I'll tell you why. Because the production team was smart enough to say, you don't have to be an expert. You know, my podcast partner Paul Hemming said to me, Gretzky's not an expert. He's just there as a former player. Now, those are two different things. First of all, what the hell is an expert? I'm not sure anybody knows, but those are two different things. A former player is there because he's a former player. That's the only reason he's there. He can maybe answer a question. He can maybe tell a story. So to me, those are really nebulous components. But the bottom line is if you don't entertain me, that's an F. But there's a bunch of ways you can entertain me. And I think guys like Gretzky and Tockett, even when they're playing back and forth across each other, that's really entertaining too. So I give him credit for that chemistry big time. A lot of people talking about Don Taylor in the chat right now. You got a thought on Don Taylor and, you know, what he did on the desk? Uh, not not really. Not, but I better just say not really and kind of leave it there. Okay, okay, okay. That's fair. Hey, that's, that's you don't have to. It's not sunshine and rainbows about everyone. Okay, one last one for you. Holy, we're almost at camera. Okay, okay. Quick thought on, on Leah Hextall's season with ESPN because obviously she was the hot topic with uh, some interesting calls and stuff. Do you think ESPN gave her enough time to develop or do you think they kind of rushed her into the role of play-by-play? -play? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Um, 
<laughs> you said rushed her into the and, role. And again, so, she's she's no, a friend of the show. I, I know her. I, I, yeah, I think she's no, no, an no. awesome person. But. I, I think I, I like that you said rushed her into the role because the first thing I thought of, how would you ease a female play-by-play person into that role because there's no way to ease them in? It's, it's not possible. It's not possible that they could work for 10 or 15 years to kind of get to that position. It, it's all, it, you know, it's a bit like we talked about earlier, you know, here's a person with a name who's got a relation to somebody in hockey and should know the game. So we're going to put them in that position. But I think easing in like, you know, easing um, AJ Malesko in and, and easing in Cassie Campbell and easing in Jen Bottero, I'm not sure they could ever be eased in to whatever position they were doing. I think they're thrust in, because they aren't brought, they, you know, the decades before didn't allow them to be brought up in that position. So I think when you're thrust in there, I think the job Leah did was not bad because you're thrust in. You don't get the time that, you know, maybe a Jim Hewson got for the 15 years calling junior hockey or Chris Cuthbert got or even Bob Cole got, you know, calling on radio before. I, I think it's a completely different beast. So I'm not sure you can use the same measuring scale. Yeah, that's kind of what the chat's saying right now, too. Why not WHL, NCAA first? Well, she was calling NCAA games and stuff like that. But again, I think it's a little bit different getting thrust into an analyst role versus play-by-play where you are the main voice. But Steve, how did I know we were going to go long on this? Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Every time we get a chat about TV stuff, I always learn something. The guests always love it. So thank you again. My pleasure, Cody. Take care. Steve Lansky right there from Big Mouth Sports. Oh, always a pleasure. So much knowledge there. That's always a blast to get to check, catch up with him. And again, from a media standpoint, I love it. A lot of love coming from City Life Project on John Shorthouse, eased in through other hockey networks and other leagues. I agree with that. I think, why not? If the NHL wants more female voices doing play-by-play, doing color, uh, boot some of the people out of the American League, boot some of the people out of the East Coast Hockey League. I know I hate to tell someone they got to lose their job, but I, I think that's kind of the route you got to go. And, you know, maybe it would have been better for Leah to do a 70-game season in the American League for the past couple of years or whatever. But again, who, who would be perfect at the job? getting thrown into it, ESPN, you're on the spotlight, you're calling damn playoff games in your first year. Yeah, I think a couple of us are going to flub up as well. Although, I've never made a mistake in my life. We'll stick by that one. Okay, we got to step aside here. We are late to commercial. Sorry, producer Eric. We're stepping aside when we come back. Chris Terrian, former Philadelphia Flyer. Yes, we're talking ice wars. That's what you got to be at Saturday if you are in the Edmonton area. We're back after the break. Get ready to win with Billy's Smelling Salts. Billy's Smelling Salts are for gamers, athletes, and competitors alike who want to get in the zone. Us at World Hockey Report teamed up with Billy's, and if you use the promo code WHR when checking out, you'll save yourself some money. The highest quality smelling salts in the game and at the best price point if you use the promo code WHR on Billy's. Billy's Smelling Salts. Get ready to win. Need a handout. 
tunnel vision had it planned out. A lot of ups and downs, but we here now. I get love in New York, I'm the man now. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win how many goals will be scored and more it's your shot at an even bigger payout DraftKings is safe secure and reliable best of all you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now use promo code THPN bet five dollars on any NHL team to win and get one hundred dollars in free bets no matter what that's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NHL minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply See show notes for details. It's Stanley Cup playoff time in the NHL. And if you want to save some money on your next ticket purchase, sign up for SeatGeek and use promo code WHR when checking out. It's that simple on SeatGeek. When you use promo code WHR on your first purchase, you'll save What we do here is go back, 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 back. World Hockey Report, Cody Jansen coming to you live from the ProDoc Broadcast Studios. Oh, we're buzzing on a Thursday. This is a great day. Sun shining, rain's moved by, flames up one nothing on the Oilers. The chat loves Steve Lansky. Well, I mean, Steve's great to talk media, but we got to talk a little hockey because Chris Terrian, former Flyer, also co-host of Snow the Goalie, is uh, a great podcast, talking Flyers, talking all things hockey, really. But the main event, Saturday, there's no Flames versus Oilers, no Battle of Alberta, but the biggest battle's happening in Alberta. At Enoch, at the River Cree Resort and Casino, it's Ice Wars. Yes, the AJ Galante event, the heaviest the biggest, the toughest fighters in the game. The toughest to ever lace up the skates. Ice Wars is taking place, and that's why we're bringing Chris on the show. Chris, how are you? Doing great, Cody. Good, great to be on with you, and uh, really, really excited to be out in Western Canada again. Uh, you know, I broadcasted for 15 years also with the Flyers, and every year I get those games in Calgary and Edmonton. So uh, I'd miss them for two or three years, but to have their inaugural event for Ice Wars is just a thrill for me, and uh, to be out here in the beautiful province of Alberta and in a city of Edmonton today, it's a little bit depressed after last night's game, but uh, we're going to try to liven them up again Saturday night. And hopefully the series will be tied for the great crowd here at the river, uh, river Creek casino in Enoch, Alberta. Yeah. You can't really say Edmonton, but also you could throw a stone from the river Creek to Edmonton. So uh, I, I, I get <laughs> yeah. you there. I get you there from a broadcast perspective. It's a little confusing. Hey, I, I got to ask though, and give me some background. How did you touch base with AJ? Like, was he recruiting you for the trashers back in the day or what? Cause that would have been kind of around the end of your NHL career, right? 
It, it was 2004, and it was actually during the lockout. And Dave McIsaac, who had been, you know, a very famous Danbury uh, yeah. trasher and, and very much part of the organization, was actually guys were playing pickup hockey in kind of preparation for this event to start. And he, he was going up, and he said, hey, if you want to make a little cash tonight, you can drive up to Danbury and play for the trashers. And I'm thinking to myself, no. <laughs> Like, you know, we're out here skating and I'm thinking like, I didn't even know if it was real. Like, I thought it was kind of fake when I first heard it. I'm like, guys are paying that kind of money, like during a lockout, like what kind of an event is it? It just didn't seem real. And so, uh, it wasn't until I saw it last fall with, with the, the of course, the, the acclaimed Netflix, uh, uh, special they did on AJ, the Galantes and the Danbury Trashers that Dave McIsaac was actually telling me the truth. <laughs> It was for real. I elected not to go as did about two or three other guys, but yeah, it was real. And, um, and, and how it started for me was really just a very, very organic, um, uh, as a broadcaster, it had uh, former flyer, Joe Watson and going back to the seventies, went two Stanley cups and he knew a guy named Charlie Nama who started this and went to AJ and said, Hey, let's take a, a shot at having an inaugural event. We, they've had something back in 2006, the battle of the, of the uh, NHL enforcers. And, you know, it kind of fell by the wayside a little bit after that. And, um, and so it was put back on the back burner again, and they wanted to kind of bring it back out and try to, you know, bring it to life again. And, and so that's where AJ came in and using that Netflix drama, it was a fascinating show and watching it. Uh, it was, it was unbelievable. And I never really thought that, uh, you know, say four or five months after somebody would be calling me uh, because Joe Watson said, Hey, give Chris Terry a call. He's a good broadcaster, fun guy. And uh, he'd probably be good for your inaugural event. So here I am. And, uh, and, and I'm ready to roll. going to have a chance to meet some of the guys tomorrow. And, I'm just excited to be back uh, in, in a sporting vent, uh, venue with, uh, with with ice involved. And so it's pretty cool from, from that standpoint, Cody. So did you know anyone who competed in the Prince George event? Uh, what was it called again? Battle of the Enforcers, I believe it was, correct? Like, did you know anyone who yes. took part in that? Well, I know that Link Gates was in it, right? Like yes. he, he might've been like, he was kind of in and out of the league. And he, he was renowned as like one of the scariest, most feared guys for the very short period of time he played in the league. I mean, his nickname was the missing link. So, I mean, that was, uh, you know, when you have a nickname like that, you got to kind of watch out for guys like that in the NHL too. So, uh, um, you know what I, but I didn't know a lot. They, you know, Derek Parker had been around you know, the lion. He'll be in this event as well. Um, these guys are really, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, you know, I, I think people say, well, who are they? They're not your Craig Barubis, who I played with, you know, for the Flyers, or Dave Brown, who was my first roommate uh, when I played in Philadelphia. I was, he was at the end of his career. I was a youngster coming in, and, uh, you know, I mean, I, I mean that, was a, that was, you know, toughness defined. I mean, when I had Dave Brown on the ice, anybody did. Nobody did anything. You could do whatever you wanted. That was really what the, you know, the NHL enforcer were, but these guys here, it's, it's, it's a lot of, it, there's a lot of goon, the, you know, the, the slap shot element to it, the minor league guys, these are, are, are legendary type minor league uh, players uh, that spent a lot of their time in, in, in combating each other or other guys around the league. And, and I think when you look at some of those guys, I was watching goon the other night, just happened to be on and, and there are storylines that kind of fall into that. So, interesting from that standpoint but there are there are minor minor leagues uh, that different levels of, of just these legendary fabled tough guys and uh, we're going to get in to try to crown the king of the rink this saturday night i got a great link gate story but the chat's going off too that's amazing shout out prince george city life project remembers that okay so you mentioned link gates and i totally forgot he was in it but so there was a time i want to say 20 years ago he was playing senior hockey in saskatchewan 
And I'm sure you've heard of the story, yep. senior hockey in Saskatchewan, small towns, terribly cold barns. And so he was playing in Eston at the time. I think it was the old Southwest League. And he goes and takes some stupid penalties in the third period, costs his team the game, and they're all sharing a van. That's how they get to and from games from Saskatoon or wherever he was living. And his teammates were pissed off. They weren't talking him to them the ride back, and he just loses it. He goes, you're not going to and talk to me, this, that, and whatever. And I guess they pull the van over, and they're like, get out. Like, he's he's losing his mind. And what ends up happening is he just beats the wheels off five of his teammates, and that was the last game he ever played in Eston. That's the the fabled yep. Gates story of his uh, Sask- or Saskatchewan senior career. He's uh, there's, there's, there's many, many link gate stories that go back to the, you know, the early nineties and stuff. So yeah, but there's, there, you know, there, there, again, there's a lot of these guys that are characters. I talked to a couple of them. Some are just great guys. A lot of them have just regular jobs and they want to come out and get the prize. But yeah, link link gates was one of the, you know, a unique ones in the league. Uh, I don't, we don't think we have anybody like that that had played in the NHL before that standards, uh, you know, Frank by who was going to be one of our judges, but uh, you know, he, he's a guy I think was up in Toronto at one point, or at least with the Maple Leafs organization. Yep. Um, and Philadelphia played a long time in the minors, you know, for the American hockey league too. So we do have some of those guys, but you know, uh, you know, I think the one thing, and, and you know, this too, Cody too, you know, when you're around hockey rinks, you know, the guys, the guys on the hockey team for years and years that were always the great guys on the team were the enforcers, right? The tough guys. And you know, they're the ones that everybody had the affinity and the, and the draw to, to be near. So I think with that, uh, with that said, you know, we know we're going to get a, a really great group of guys in here. They're going to come in and have fun. Um, it's combat sports. I know it's not for everybody. Um, it has everything except the puck, which is, some, you know, maybe sometimes wouldn't, it's not such a bad thing. I don't think anybody's ever sat down in the middle of a, a, of a hockey fight before in any arena they've been in. So there's still a lore for people. I think it's still exciting. And I know these guys are really excited to be participating and that's the most important thing. Hey, nasty Morasty's still handling a puck in senior. So, uh, may- maybe that's, uh, maybe that's where his game's going. He's turned into a skilled guy now, but I think he's going to be a judge at this event. So that's, that's cool. I got to ask you one more hockey question about your career though. Who was the toughest guy you ever dropped the mitts with? Yeah. Jeff Rogers. Uh, oh, you know what? It was one of those guy. things. Like I, it, yeah. And he was like one of those farm tough guys too, where I was like, man, I, I, I you know, and again, I wasn't, you know, people say, well, you're, you know, a big fight. I wasn't a fighter. You know, I, if, if a fight came across, it would, it would happen. Uh, it was not something I go looking for. Most of the league is like that. I let a little secret out of the bag. Most of the league's like that. And, and I think the year I played in was still very much about, you know, respecting your teammates and others and, and, you know, being a good teammate. So that's where it was. But yeah, like you talk about a guy like John Morasti. I mean, that that's a legendary minor league tough guy. And, and you can go around and, and talk around the hockey circles and people know who nasty Morasti is. So, um, you know, that sells itself. He's, um, uh, he's a guy, he's very much to me, like the Lee Schreiber character in, in Goon. 100%. Um, you know, like that's almost what I, I would think of him where everybody said, this is the, the, the legend. And, and so, you know, I, and the other people in these buildings, they, they all know who these guys are as much as anybody else. So, um, that's part of the lore. I think of it. AJ just does an amazing job really getting, uh, you know, from his history of being in WWE and, and being a fan of it uh, and his boxing promotions, what he's doing. I mean, he's very, very smart, very, very intelligent kid. Um, and, and you know what? I, re- I, I don't, I don't fake it. I know this is something that's going to really, really pick up uh, over time. Uh, it's a great way to get it kicked off out here in Alberta. Um, it's, you know, there's always been a, a flair for toughness in, in Western Canada And this is a perfect event to have its ground floor again, uh, a restart uh, out here. Dynamite. 
Oh, you can't have better promoters in the game. AJ Galante is just, I mean, he's on Pat McAfee. He's on all the biggest shows. I, I've heard you on local radio up here in Edmonton. Like, you guys are crushing it with the promotions, and obviously NHL playoffs are still going on, but people are talking about Ice Wars. People are excited to see the product, and it's going to take off. So when you look at the fighters, though, you, you got to tell the fans yep. here. Who are you looking at? Who's circled on your card to be like, I can't wait to watch this guy chuck him? Well, there's a lot There's a lot of characters. And, you know, we're posting them, so you get a lot of their cards, their fight cards, the actual, like, you know, stuff when I'm looking at them. But just going through, like, you know, the list, like I see guys like Justin Sawyer, Travis Levitsky, who's 3'6", 3'3", 318. Corey Allen, uh, it's just massive. Uh, Chase Tip, and a lot of these guys are really big. Like Jean Francois LaFrance, he's a legend from those Quebec, the Northern Quebec leagues, the men's leagues. Uh, Daniel Lamesbury, the guy I really have my, uh, you know, Derek Parker, of course, is, is a legendary one. But we do have, as you mentioned, the thing we, we have the Battle of Alberta, but we're also going to have uh, some Alberta. We're going to have a tribute to the Battle of Alberta by having a couple of Alberta fighters involved and making it our own Battle of Alberta, if you will, type of thing. Uh, so that's going to be kind of interesting. I, I mean, I, I just love that, that we're getting some some local flair to it. But uh, the one guy I think that's really I'm fascinated a little bit by, because he did he was a Minnesota Wild player at 18 years old, um, and that is Hunter Warner. I'm trying to see where he, – he's a guy for me that um, um, is unique in, in his size, how big he is. And actually, I think he is uh, – He's, there's some really big guys, and but Amesbury's the other guy too. It's like six foot two twenty five, and a lot of people are saying, "Man, he's one tough. He's one tough customer, like really, really tough." So, but they're you know what? What I love is the size. Uh, the amount, the size of some of these guys is going to be really, really interesting. Uh, and the judges are as big a characters as some of the guys that are actually fighting. They're just not fighting in this event. Oh yeah, that's and again, there's so much going on in the events. I know with the callouts and all that, like that's that's definitely AJ's wrestling inspiration. He's bringing it all together. Okay, we got one minute left here, Chris. Give me a final yeah. sales pitch. Uh, obviously, if you want to buy tickets, go to the River Creek box office or Ticketmaster. You can also watch on Fight TV. I know you're going to be an analyst on there. Well, I do believe you're going to be an analyst on there. But give us the one-minute sales pitch to fans who you know are in the Edmonton area, Alberta area, and might be on the fence. Well, you know what? If you're looking for a great night here at the casino, first of all, there's no there's the Oilers in Calgary are not playing it. There's one NHL game. Come on down to the River Creek Casino in Enoch, Alberta, just on the outskirts of the western part of Edmonton, a few minutes from the mall. Uh, if you can't make it out here, the tickets are available at Ticketmaster here at River Creek, or you can get them online as well. Uh, you can go to IWIFights.com, IWIFights.com. Uh, that is where you'll have your link to the uh, Ice Wars on Fight.tv. Uh, you can rent it right there. It's 1995, uh, 1995, 1999, whatever it was, but 20 bucks for what I know will be sheer mayhem guaranteed for about two and a half hours at night 10 we believe there's gonna be 10 total fights we will announce a, a champion uh so it's a tournament with eight guys that are going to go down to the last man standing that will be declared king of the rink uh but i'd love to see everybody here i think it's going to be a buzz uh here saturday night uh at the river creek casino but like i said iwifights.com or come down here and get your tickets uh inside or at Ticketmaster. how cool does that crown that's the look? best i can do with a promo <laughs> how cool does that crown look though that's badass 
Really, really awesome. We have some really cool stuff coming on. I mean, this is going to be another thing too. I can tell you the the camera angles, the camera work that we have. We got some of the best cameras going, and uh, it's going to be something. It's really going to be something to see, something totally out of the box for me in a lot of ways. Like from what I, you know, the actually calling uh, mainstream games, but it's something I think at the same time I'm I'm really really super excited about. It's a new opportunity to create a new a new combat sport, and I'm really really happy to be at the start point of this journey. Chris, I appreciate you hopping on here. Thank you so much. Best of luck with Well, I guess we're going to see you this weekend. I'll talk to you this weekend, Chris. Have a good one. Thank you so much, Cody. Look forward to seeing you, brother. Former Philadelphia Flyer right there, Chris Terrian. Also, Ice Wars this weekend, Saturday. You do not want to miss it. He's going to be on the analyst side of it. We got the pre pre-fight podcast world hockey report yes we're gonna be there live we're presented by pro rock hockey sticks everyone knows pro rock hockey sticks are the absolute best and i can't wait because this is going to be incredible like when you think of spectacular events and i won't name the company but they do rough and rowdy now everyone if you've seen rough and rowdy that's that's fine. You can nod. You can put up your hand. Whatever. Started off small. There was fifty people in the building. Fifty people watched the first rough and rowdy. This thing's blasted off. They got thousands, thousands. They're making millions in revenue. The broadcasts are crazy. The barns are crazy. I'm telling you, Ice Wars. It's gonna be bigger than that. Front row productions. Yo yo yo. What's going on, City Life Project? Yo, what's up, Adamilla? Oh man. Former San Jose Sharks, Jeff Onger and Link Gates. I remember Sean Cronin, a.k.a. Cronin the Barbarian. Adam, I know you love the old school tough guys. And Ice Wars, I'm telling you. Some super heavies. Great Link Gates stories. Jeff Onger, Tarion's toughest fight. Huge thanks to him for hopping on. Alrighty, we got to run, though. We're out of time before producer Eric kicks me in the ass. I got to get out of here. We're going to be back Tuesday at noon, the Hockey Podcast Network. And I know we got City Life. The last I checked, I think you were at 101, maybe a little higher. I don't know. But we're coming back. We got City Life Project, over 100 subscribers. So uh, shout out to them. Go subscribe if you haven't already because we don't have to quit the show now that we got them buzzing. We're back here next week, same time, same place. And don't forget, Ice Wars, 530 World Hockey Report. Ice is War on Twitter. That's where you can watch it, the official pre-fight podcast coming to you live from the River Cree. Everyone. We'll talk to you. Enjoy the games tonight as well. I guess we should say it's Florida, Tampa, Colorado, St. Louis. Game two. If you got a prediction, get it in the chat. If not, we'll talk to you on Tuesday. Everyone, be kind. Be better. 